Oh, God is so good. God is so good. And His mercy endureth forever. I'll just begin to play if you would. Just... Aren't you glad the Lord is in this house today? Let's try this. Out. Aren't you glad the Lord is in this house? Oh, God is so good and His mercy endureth forever. I love how the children brought their offering to the Lord. That blessed me so much to teach them when they're young the principles of the Word of God. When they were coming up here to bring their offering, the Lord reminded me of something. I've got a dear friend, Pastor Justin Drawdy. He pastors New Life Church in Jessup, Georgia. Well, some time back, New Life Church burned to the ground. There was an electrical fault and it burned to the ground. And everything was burned. The walls were burned. The chairs were burned. The puppet was burned. All the instruments were burned throughout the whole structure. But there were two things that were not burned. I'll give you the pastor's number to call him. You can call the fire department of Jessup, Georgia. Because when they went into the church, everything had burned except for two things. What were they? In front of the pulpit, there was a small wooden box. And every people would come and put their prayer request in there. That was not burned. In the children's church, everything was burned except for one thing. There was a large styrofoam cup. How many know even the heat will melt the cup? But that styrofoam cup full of offerings the children had brought to the Lord was not burned. Come on, shout amen. Because when we begin to honor the Lord with our praise, our prayer, and our offerings. He takes special note of that. Oh, aren't you glad of that? Oh, raise your hands and begin to praise Him, somebody. Hallelujah. Oh, glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name. Blessed be the name. Blessed be the name of the Most High God. Oh, He's in this place. Glory to God forevermore. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, come on, raise your hands and praise Him, somebody. Oh, Open your eyes, open your eyes. Raise your hands up, darling. I don't know you. But I hear the Lord saying, get ready. He's touching you right now. The Spirit of God is touching you through this area right here. Hallelujah. As I saw you a moment ago, the Lord said to tell you, get ready because His healing virtue is coming to you right now. I can see the Lord's hand upon you right now. He's touching you right in here. Are you ready? Are you ready? Get ready. Hallelujah. Brother, raise your hands up. Hallelujah. As I saw you, the Lord said to tell you, get ready because the healing power of God is touching your body right now. You're being made whole in several areas. But I can see the hand of God touching you right now through your whole skeletal structure right now. You're being healed. I'm talking about your bones are being healed. The joints are being healed. Is that right? Come on, shout amen. Oh, hallelujah. 
Your pastor not told me this. But the Spirit of God said to me a few moments ago that in the past few years, even three and even four, you've gone through some hell and back. But God said it's been three or four, but God said get ready, get ready, because there's a whole lot more. Hallelujah. <laughs> in recent days and weeks and months and years, you've gone through the rough and the tough, but God said get ready, my child, because in days to come, there's going to be more than enough. Hallelujah. Oh, come on, shout amen, somebody. Oh, hallelujah. Whoa. If you don't know, let me tell you this. I am Pentecostal. Hallelujah. Somebody asked the question, if you weren't Pentecostal, who would you be? I told him, I would be ashamed. Amen. Oh, but God is so good. God is so good. God is so good. God is so good. And his mercy endureth forever. You've gone through attacks. You've gone through attacks. But God said those attacks are going to cause you to rise up in a greater way and put the devil on the run. Hallelujah. And where God has attacked you, Miss Linda, in a number of ways, physically, God says, get ready because a healing, you know, you've had it now. But God says, not like you're going to have it. Because God's going to use you, daughter of Zion, in a greater way. So the healing power begin to flow here and there and seemingly everywhere. It's on the way. It's on the way. It's on the way. Now, I'm not talking about just a little bit. God said, get ready. Because in days gone by, you've had just a little bit, just a smidgen, just a dab of the anointing. But like it was in the old covenant, when they were anointed, they had a six-quart anointing. Get ready because the six-quart anointing is coming upon you to minister for the word of the Lord and the spirit of the Lord. So get ready, get ready. It's on the way. It's on the way. God said, hearken to what I would say. Hallelujah. Oh, come on, shout amen. Oh, it's going to be all right, honey. I don't know what you're going through, but the Lord just said to take it. Get ready. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. Amen. You say, what about me? What about my life? What about me? God says, I know everything about you. And I love you so much. And I've gone before you. And God says, your future is as bright as my promises, saith the Lord. So get ready. Get ready. God has great and mighty things ahead for you. Can somebody shout amen? Hallelujah. Oh, glory, glory, glory. I'm ready to preach. I'm ready to preach. But I got to share just a tad, a portion, a snippet of something I share with Pastor Randy. By the way, how many of you love Pastors Randy and Lisa? Come and shout amen. Uh, you've got two of the finest. But I was just sharing a portion of something that happened a number of years ago. And Now, this is not my message. Let me ask you a question. Has the Lord ever given you a word? A word. And you didn't see that word come to pass the first week, the first month, the first year. And hell was saying, it's never going to happen. Come on, have you been there before? Well, I went on my first missions trip in 1974. I went to the Dominican Republic. 
Republican of Minicano. I went there for two weeks. But God changed my plans. Has God ever changed your plans? Come on now. I went there for two weeks and I stayed for 10 months. I can do that back in those days because I was single. By the way, I'm single again. Hallelujah. My life's in heaven. But I was single back in those days. I had no wife, so therefore I had no bills. Come on now. Just kidding, ladies. But I went there for two weeks. I stayed for 10 months. And after 10 months, the Lord spoke to me on a Tuesday. He says, son, I want you to fly home tomorrow. I now live in the beautiful state of Virginia, the mountains of Virginia. I'm a hillbilly. But originally, I'm from the Holy Land. Amen. Alabama. Roll Tide. But the Lord said, son, I want you to fly home tomorrow to Alabama. I was single, kind of working, living out of my, my mother's house. And so I said, Lord, I can't go home tomorrow. He said, why not? I said, Lord, because I'm broke. I'm broke. I said, Delta doesn't give free airline tickets. He said, I want you to find them on. I said, but Lord, I'm broke. He said, what does that have to do with it? I said, Lord, a lot. Well, that night I went to a small Dominican church to minister. And the pastor brother, Emmanuel Ogin, he said, am I to Daniel? Would you come? And I got out of my seat on my way to the platform. And by that time, his wife intercepted me. She stopped me. And she said, Hermana Daniel, the key, a key. And she said, for you, for you. And she gave me a small brown paper bag. Well, I forgot about the brown paper bag. So I put it in my back pocket because I was getting ready to preach. I just put that small brown paper bag in my pocket. Well, I got back that night. And the Lord says, son, like I said all day long, I want you to fly home tomorrow. I said, look, I've been telling you all day long, I've got no money. He said, yes, you do. I said, no, I don't. He said, yes, you do. I said, Lord, no, I don't. He said, yes, you do. I said, Lord, if I've got the money, tell me, please, where's the money? He said, it's in the bag. Guess what? Your answer's in the bag. Your miracle's in the bag. Come on now. I forgot about the bag. And I reached in my pocket, pulled out that small brown paper bag. I looked inside of it. Guess what was in there? Money. I counted the money. It was $189. Now, this was 45 years ago. I called the airlines. I said, how much does it cost to fly from Santa Domingo, Dominican Republic, to Montgomery, Alabama tomorrow? They said, guess what it was, church? $189. I said, Lord, I think that's you. He said, it's me. (laughs) And so I called my mother. I said, mother, I'll be flying in. I get in there at 7 o'clock tomorrow to Montgomery. She said, I'll pick you up. I gave everything away and flew back to Montgomery, Alabama. My mother picked me up and she said, son, this is Wednesday night. I know you may be tired, but I'm going to church. It's church time. I said, mama, I'm going to church too because I've been in Hispanic services for, you know, 10 months. I'm ready for a good laid back, you know, English service. And so we got there late. And so we were walking in, and I didn't know there was a man of God ministering that night. He was a prophet of God. Back in those days, the ministers always sat on a platform. Remember that? He was sitting up there, and all of a sudden, I came walking in. His eyes caught me. His eyes caught me. 
He stood up. He stopped the, the praise of work. He said, work! Stop, 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 Not you, keep going. How many appreciate a praise? Same here, come on, say amen. He said, stop everything. He looks back at me and said, you, young man, a long time ago, you slender young man, and don't even go there. Come on now. He said, you're a minister of the gospel. You just came back from a business trip. The first of many. And he begins to prophesy some things over me. He said, you'll go to India, been there. You'll go to China, been there. You'll go here and here and here and here and here and here and here. He says, also, you'll be going to Nicaragua. To Nicaragua. And I was saying, well, I'll be going to Nicaragua next week. How'd it go next week or next month or next year? Where the 70s went by, the 80s went by, the 90s went by, the 2000s went by. Here it was. And it was June the 10th of 2015. I was sitting at home. And I said, Lord, the man of God got everything right. But he missed it concerning Nicaragua. And God Almighty is my witness. The very moment I said that, I get a text. Guess where from? Nicaragua. Nicaragua. Everybody shout Nicaragua. At that time, I couldn't even spell Nicaragua. Come on now. And uh, it was a text from Pastor Alan Martin, their island church in Galveston. And he said, were you in Kennesaw, Georgia, February the 9th, 1999? I said, I don't know, it was a long time ago. And so I pulled up my daytimer, keep all my daytimer records every year, pulled up my daytimer from 1999. I looked on there. And guess what? I was in Kennesaw, Georgia, one time only in my life. And I was there February the 9th, 1999. And uh, I texted back and said, yes, I was. He said, do you FaceTime? I said, I do. Well, about that time, I get a call, FaceTime, and Pastor Martin was there with a team of a dozen people from the church. And he just asked the missionary there, Ed Cook, he said, how did you get saved? You never told me about your conversion. He said, well, February the 9th of 1999, I was going from a home in Michigan down to Florida, I believe it was. He said, I was an alcoholic. i just gone to divorce, facing bankruptcy. My life was a mess. I was suicidal. I had nothing to live for. I don't know why, but I decided to stop off at some church. And I pulled off the interstate. I went to the first church I found. He said, I can't remember the name of the church. I can't remember the name of the pastor, but I remember the name of that evangelist. And Pastor Martin says, why is that? Because he made me so mad. Because all night long, he kept saying, if you don't get right with God, you're going to hell. You're going to hell. You're going to hell. And he said, that night, thank God I got say I'm not going to hell he said so what happens is I got saved filled the Holy Ghost he said a few months later I went to Rainbow Bible Training Center I met a beautiful woman there he said and we've been traveling the world ever since and my friend said that's great he said well who was the evangelist he says I don't know where he lived I don't know the name of the church or the pastor I could never find out who he was he said but I know the name of that evangelist and my friend Pastor Martin said well who is that 
He said, well, his name is Danny Johnston. And about that time, Pastor Martin perked up. The team from Alpha perked up. He pulls out his phone. He said, is this the one? He's going to be with us on Sunday. He said, that's him. That's him. That's him. That's him. They text me. And then they FaceTime me. And the missionary says, I found you, found you, found you, found you. He said, I've just got one question asked. Will you pray about coming to Nicaragua. Come on, shout amen. So let me encourage you by saying this. If God has given you a word and he did not put a stamp of expiration upon it, don't you either. Amen. Because what God has told you, Brother Randy, it shall come to pass. Amen. What if God has told you, Miss Linda, it shall come to pass. And let me say this to you, child of God. Hell may roar, hell may rage. But my friend, you can mark it in. If God said it, he'll do it. If he spoke it, it will come to pass. Get ready, get ready, because it's time to see manifestation. Are you ready? Come on, shout amen. Give the Lord a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Woo! Glory to God. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. That was for somebody. Hallelujah. Oh, God is good. God is good. Well, would you turn with me, please, this morning to the Gospel of Mark? The Gospel of Mark, chapter 2. Beginning with verse number one. I'm reading from the King James Version. God is so good. God is so good. The Gospel of Mark. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Mark chapter two. Aren't you glad the Lord is in this house? I said, aren't you glad the Lord is in this house? I said, he's here. Come on, shout that. He's here. Shout it again. He's here. Come on, one more time. He's here. And because He is here, whatever you need, He is. Whatever you need, He has. And whatever you need, He can do. He's in this house today. Amen. I said the Master is in the house. The Almighty is in the temple. The Holy One is in the sanctuary. The Lord is in the assembly. Or in other words, the man from the station is here. I said the man from the... Have I shared that before? I said the man from the station is here. You say, what do you mean? Well, years ago, we were out snow sledding. Do you do that here in Texas much? We're out snow sledding, my little boy. My son was about four or five at the time. He went down the hill and the sled was going down, 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 started going to the left more and more and it hit a fence post. And what it, he did, I heard it when it broke. Not the fence post, but his leg. Well, sure enough, it's broke. We took him, he got, he got a cast put on his leg. We took him home and, and I walked in and I said, how's it going, buddy? He said, oh, daddy, oh, daddy. Oh, daddy. I said, what, buddy? He said, pray for me. It hurts, it hurts, it hurts. And so I laid my hands upon him. I prayed. I prayed a good prayer, a quality prayer, a top-notch prayer. Come on, a, a faith-filled prayer. I prayed a good prayer. And then he said, oh, daddy, oh, daddy, it still hurts. Pray again. I said, buddy, we've already prayed. But we've got to wait for the manifestation. He said, but daddy, when's he coming? I said, who? He said, when's the man from the station coming? Come on now. 
Well, I got a word for you. The man from the station is here right now. Amen. The March chapter 2, beginning with verse number 1. And again, Jesus entered to Capernaum after some days. And it was noise that he was in the house. And straightway men were gathered together, insomuch that there was no room to receive them. No, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them. And they come unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, one paralyzed, which was born of four, cured of four. When they could not come nigh to him for the press, then covered the roof where he was. When they had broken it up, they let down the bed where the sick of the palsy, the paralyzed men lay. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. There are certain scribes sitting there and reasoning in their hearts. Why did this man speak blasphemies? And who can forgive sins but God only? And immediately, everybody shout immediately. immediately. And immediately, when Jesus perceived that his spirit that those so reason within themselves, he said unto them, Why reason ye these things in your heart? Is it easy to say to the sick of the palsy, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Arise, Take up thy bed and walk. But that ye may know that the Son of Man, the Messiah, hath power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, Arise and take up thy bed and go thy way into thine house. And immediately he rose, took up the bed and went forth before them all. Insomuch they're all amazed and glorified God, saying, We've never seen it on this fashion. Luke's account, they put it like this. We've seen some strange things today. Come on. Woo! I want to minister for just a few moments along these lines. When Jesus is in the house. Come on, say that. When Jesus is in the house. Come on, say it again. When Jesus is in the house. Father God, we thank you for your word. Your word is life-giving. And Father, I believe that today, because of your word, and because of your spirit, we would never be the same again. We thank you now. We bless you. And all of God's people said together, Amen. Amen. When Jesus is in the house, something is going to happen. Amen. You see, when Jesus is in the house, that's all that matters. But if Jesus is not in the house, none of us really, really matters. When Jesus is in the house, there's going to be answers to your prayer. There's going to be peace and joy. There's going to be increase in blessing. There's going to be deliverance. There's going to be miracles. There's going to be healing and revelation. There's going to be impartation. When Jesus is in the house, something good is going to happen. And let me say it right here now. Jesus is in this house right now. And the Bible tells us, and Jesus entered into Capernaum after some days, and it was noised abroad that he was in the house. 
Let me tell you someone, Jesus is in the house. You cannot keep it quiet. You've got to tell everybody. Come on now. And I'm talking about people begin to come from everywhere. I mean, they came from Capernaum. They came from Cana. They came from Bethlehem. They came from Grosbeck. I'm talking about they came from everywhere. Because what? Jesus was in the house. They didn't come to see the walls of the house or the windows of the house or the flooring of the house. But they came by because what? Jesus was in the house. They didn't come because Peter, James, and John was there. They didn't because Andrew, Bartholomew, or Nathaniel was there. They came, why? Because what? Jesus was in the house. Oh, let me tell you something. Jesus is in the house today. And people came from everywhere. And what's happening? Jesus. The Bible says he was preaching the word to them. I just thought about this. The word was preaching the word. Come on, I like that. He was preaching the word to them. And the Bible tells us that four men came. Four men came and they had their friend upon a stretcher. The man was sick of the palsy. He was paralyzed. And these four men were coming. Why? They were coming because of the presence, of the person of Jesus. They're coming because of the presence of Jesus. They're coming because of the power of Jesus. And where Jesus is, His presence is. And where His presence is, His power is there. And in Luke's gospel, the Bible tells us, and the power of the Lord was present to heal. But their friend was sick of the palsy. He was paralyzed. But these four men, they said, if we could just get our friends to Jesus... Let me tell you some church, I don't know about you, but I want to be where Jesus is. Because where he is, his presence is. Where his presence is, his power is. And these four men were saying this. We're going to get there because the healer is there. The healing power of the Lord is there. And our friend can receive his healing because the healer with his healing power is there. And so these four men, they came to the house. And the Bible tells us they couldn't get in. Why? Because the house is full. I'm talking about every room was full, the hallway was full, the overflow was full. You see, but that would have been most people today, they would say, shucks, I tried. It just didn't work out. You see, beloved, if you want something bad enough, you're going to find a way. But if you don't, you're going to find an excuse. Come on now. But the Bible says, these four men were full of faith. They, they believed God. But notice what happened. The house was full of doubters, but there were four men that had that faith in God. The house was full of skeptics, but there were four men that had faith in God. The house was full of mockers, but there were four men that had faith in God. And remember this, four of a kind always beats a full house. Amen. Amen. I'm thinking about it, but what are you thinking about? Come on now. <laughs> but these four men, they couldn't Get to Jesus, the Bible said, because the house is full. But I'm talking about these four men said, hey, we're going to find a way. I love when people say, no matter what it takes, I'm going to get there. 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 I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. I mean, so many people today, I mean, 
They'll give up at the drop of hat and they'll even drop the hat. Come on now. But not these four men. They said, whatever it takes, we're going to get our friend Jesus because they knew that Jesus was there. The healing power was there. And they said, when we get our friend of Jesus, everything's going to be all right. Come on now. I'm talking about, beloved, if you can get to the house of God, if you can get to the presence of God, something is going to happen in the house of the Lord, in the presence of the Lord. Samuel heard the voice of the Lord. In the house of the Lord, in the presence of the Lord, Isaiah had a vision of the Lord. In the house of the Lord, in the presence of the Lord, David, he received gladness and joy. When you come to him, woo, in his house, everything's going to be right. Where? In his house. Why? Because Jesus is in the house. Come on. If he's not there, forget it. Hang it up. I don't want to be there. But church, I got a word for you. He's here today. Jesus is in this house. If you believe it, come on. Shout amen. He is here. He is here. He is here. You gotta persevere. These four men had perseverance. They had a holy tenacity. They were desperate. And getting desperate means that God is about ready to move on your behalf. Amen. And so these four men said, we can't get into the door. We can't get into the window. We're gonna find a way. And so they went to the top of the roof. Jesus is down there preaching away. It was good stuff. He was preaching the word. And everybody was listening. All of a sudden, they look up and saw the dust particles begin to fly. They saw the dust begin to move in the air. They looked up and all of a sudden, they saw a hole. Whoa, that hole was a tiny hole. But all of a sudden, that hole got bigger and 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 bigger. And somebody said to Jesus, you don't see that every day. And about that time, all these four men, they let their friend down, down, down at the feet of Jesus. Now, what did Jesus do? Did he rebuke them? No, honey. Whenever you come to him, he'll never catch you aside. He'll never rebuke you. But the Bible says, and when Jesus saw their faith, the faith of the four, the Bible tells us that when Jesus saw their faith, verse 5, and when Jesus saw their faith, he said, he said, and whenever Jesus sees your faith, he is going to begin to speak on your behalf. He'll speak healing and deliverance and peace. Whatever you need, come on, honey. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the one sick of the palms, to the paralyzed man, he said, what? He says, son, thy sins be forgiven thee. And that religious crowd, they said, who in the world does he think he is? Nobody can forgive sins, but God only. But Jesus, by the power of the Spirit, the gifts of the Holy Ghost, He could read their mind, knew their thoughts. He said, hold on, hold on, guys. He said, just to let you know that I am who I say am, He said, words are cheap. He said, but you watch this one. Anybody can say that sins be forgiven thee. He said, but hang on and watch this. He said, son, he said, rise, take up thy bed and walk. And about that time, the Bible tells us immediately. Everybody said, immediately. I mean, he didn't wait a while. The Bible says when Jesus said, arise, everybody shout, get up, get up. 
And that's what he's saying to you today. He's saying, get up. I mean, you've come today. He's in the house. I don't know what you're going through when you're facing. It doesn't matter. But Jesus has said it's time to get up from your heartache, your problems, your sickness, your debt, your trouble, your calamity. He said to him, arise. And he said, you arise, get up. And the Bible says, immediately the man rose up, got up, took his bed, and began to walk through the midst of that crowd. That same crowd who just a moment before, they were mocking and scoffing. The Bible says, and they began to Glorify God. Come on, shout. Amen, somebody. You see, when Jesus is in the house, oh, I feel a shout coming on. When Jesus is in the house, oh, he's here right now. I said he's here right now. Oh, yeah. That's why the psalmist said in Psalm 122, verse 1, he said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Why? Because he knew in the house of the Lord was the presence of the Lord, the power of the Lord, and the person of the Lord. Come on, somebody. When he's in the house, what is where no something good can happen for you. Amen. I was in Mississippi some time back. And it was on a Sunday night. And I was preaching away, Brother Randy, minding my own business, having a good old time. And about that time, these two young men came walking in. Let me tell you about these two young men. They were brothers, twins, twins, Joey and Jody. They'd been raised up in that full gospel Pentecost, charismatic tongue, tongue, word church. But when they're about 15 years of age, they started doing drugs. and They got heavily addicted to drugs. And by this time, Joey and Joey, they're probably in their early 20s, 23, 24, something like that. But the look at them, I thought they were much older, much, much older. They were strung out on, on drugs and heavily addicted to crack cocaine. Their bodies were like three miles of bombed out runway. Most of the teeth were missing. They looked so bad. And, but that afternoon... Joey and Jody then looked at one another and they said, we need help. We need help. They knew they needed help. When you're that bad, you know you need help. And they said, the help we need cannot be found in some 12-step program, some government seven-step program. But they were raised up in that church and they knew better. And they said to one another, the only place we can find real help is we're in the house of the Lord. And so that night, Joey and Julie, they came walking in. I just started preaching maybe five or ten minutes into my message. I was preaching away. And all of a sudden they came in. Everybody begins to turn and point to them. Everybody knew them, but I didn't know them. And I kept on preaching. But I was being drawn to Joey and Joey, these two boys. And as I was preaching away, I finally stopped. I said, you two young men that just came in a moment ago. I said, I want you to come up here right now. If you would, let me pray for you. And so those two young men, Joey and Jody, they got out of their seat. They started walking in the aisle about halfway down the aisle. I said, just raise your hands up right now. And they raised their hands up high. I didn't touch them, but God touched them. And the two of them, they fell out in the power of God. Oh, when they get off the floor about 30 minutes later, guess what? They were free. They were free. They were free. And they're still free. Why? Because they said, we know our help is there because Jesus is in the house. Come on, shout amen. Man, honey, raise your hands up right there, darling. Let me tell you something. You're not here by me happenstance of chance. You're here because he's in the house. He's going to touch you right now. Oh, yeah. I just hear the Lord saying blood, blood, blood. God is touching your blood right now. Hallelujah. You're being made whole in the name of Jesus. He's sweeping through your blood, cleansing your blood right now. Be healed in the name of the Lord. 
hallelujah. Raise your hands up somebody and begin to praise him. Oh, glory. Glory, 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 glory. Woo! Hallelujah. It's on the way. It's on the way. Oh, come on, somebody. Hallelujah. I love your CD, but God said there's another getting ready to come. Hallelujah. Get real, get ready, daughter of Zion, because God's going to give you a whole lot more. I'm talking about the song, Lord, has been rising up more and more and more. And God said, get ready. There's another coming. It's going to be better and gooder and greater. And it'll hot. Oh, come on now. It's on the way. Oh, come on. Shut. Oh. I feel a shout, somebody. How much just give me five more minutes? Anybody? Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Some of you like that. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> but I was preaching in Alabama sometime back. Sweet home, Alabama. Yeah. It was on a Sunday night. And uh, again, I was preaching away. Having a good time, mind my business. It was so good, I wanted to buy the CD myself. It was good. <laughs> but let me tell you what's happening. Right before the service that night, this wife turns to her husband and she said, I'm going to that full gospel Pentecostal charismatic church. He said, For what? Because I heard that Jesus is healing people at that church. Miracles are taking place in that church. He said, well, we don't believe in that. I know we don't, but they do. And I'm going to that church. He said, I forbid you to go. He said, I forbid you to go. She said, do what? (laughs) Well, what I mean, darling, is I'd rather you not go. Well, I'm going. He said, well, if you're going, I'm going with you. And so they come that night. And I'm preaching away, having a good time. and, And I'm being drawn to her. I'm being drawn to her. And I said, honey, I said, the Lord's got something for you. She said, okay. I said, can I pray for it? Okay. And so I said, just come up here right now. And, and she steps out and, and she's trying to walk down. And I said, you need a miracle in your stomach right now. When I said that pirate got hit her, she whoop, fell out the pirate guy. And when she fell down, guess what? He jumped up. <laughs> he jumped up. You know, and I don't know what he's jumping up for, but he started saying, it's real, it's real, it's real, it's real, it's real. He said that a dozen times, Brother Randy. It's real, it's real, it's real, it's real, it's real, it's real, it's real. And I said, I know what he is. He said, but I didn't believe it was. I thought you'd be about kind of pushing them or sprinkling something on them. He said, it's real. He said, he said, nobody touched her. I said, I know. He said, but what you know is this. He said, two days ago on Friday, the doctor told my wife that her stomach was eating up with cancer. Oh, come on, shout man. Well, guess what? I got to get a report. Once you went back a few weeks later, no more cancer. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. Because she told her husband, I'm going there tonight. Why? Because Jesus is in the house. Guess what? He's in the house right now. Come on, raise your hand. Oh, Somebody raise your hands and shout. If you need a healing, you need a miracle, if you need an answer, come on up. You need deliverance, come on. Raise your hands up high and give the Lord a shout. A big old Holy Ghost shout. Hallelujah. Woo. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo. Raise your hands up, brother. 
Woo, look at me right now. He said, get ready. You're going to see that turnaround coming before the end of this year is over, brother. That turnaround, you're believing God for. He said, get ready. The turnaround is coming before this year is over. Get ready and mark it out. It's on the way. It's on the way. Hallelujah. Oh, Woo. God is good. God is good. God is good. What can God do? What can God do? Whatever he wants to. What can God do? Whatever you can believe him for. Come on now. I was telling Brother Randy, there's a church here about six months ago. And now, I don't ever talk about a woman's weight. How many of that's just not kosher? Come on now. But it's not a thing to do. That's a no-no. A big time no-no. But here was a lot of people around the altar area. And I was pacing back and forth. The Lord says something. I said, uh-uh, Lord. Uh-uh, Lord. Uh-uh. Okay, Lord. I said, sis, I don't know. She's a big lady. I mean, big. I'm real big. Real big. <laughs> Very big. <laughs> and I said, I don't know you. But God said to get ready. He's going to give you supernatural weight loss. In the past six months, she's lost over 200 pounds. Come on now. Oh, hallelujah. I mean, what can God do? Oh, what if you believe him for? Come on, shout amen. Somebody came into me last week in New Jersey, and they said, pray for me. I said, honey, if I could do it just at will, I'd lay hands on myself to dump the plump. Come on now. It's got to be as the Spirit of God wills. Come on now. But guess what? He wills to touch you today. He wills you to bless your life. He, he, why? Because he's here. Come on, shout, he's here. He's here. Shout it again. He's here. I mean, it's time to take the limits off of God. Yes. Everybody do this. Shake those limits off. What can God do? God can do whatever we can believe him for. God can do whatever you need him to do. Whatever, whatever he wants to do, he's a mighty, mighty, mighty God. A year ago, last June, I get a letter from a little mama of an Indiana. In the letter, she said this, Brother Danny, I should have wrote you years ago to tell the story, but I'm writing it now. Because about 12 years before that, it was a Sunday night service. And this one mom and dad, they said, we're not going to the service tonight, but we're going to the church service at the altar time. We knew about when the altar time was going to be happening because they say, we don't want to disturb the service, bring chaos to the service. I'll tell you why. Because that night, I was praying for people around the front, and all of a sudden, a mom and a dad, they come in the sanctuary, and the dad's carrying a son. The son's about five years of age, six years of age, something like that. And he's screaming, the boy's screaming at the top of his lungs, leave me alone, let me go, put me down. He's fighting so hard as dad. But that mom and dad said, tonight we're going to the house of God. Why? Because Jesus is in the house. Why? Because what? Jesus is in the house. Then we're to come to the service, the preaching, the word, the praise, the worship, because this son would have made such a ruckus. But they came down the aisle, and I saw them come, and the young boy was screaming, How do let me go, leave me alone, put me down, fighting his dad. And, and I saw that, and I just I said, excuse me, and I just, I was praying for these and these, but I said, excuse me, I went over there to the far end where they were, and, and I said, what's going on? And the mom said to me, I can't remember all this was in, in, in the letter. She said, you came over. She said, what's wrong? And uh, 
And she said, Brother Danny, she said, our son has, you know, autism so bad. He's got mental disorder. Some problem is so bad. And the school told us, unless there's a change, we cannot keep it. We've got to find somewhere else to go, an alternate place to go. And as he was, as she was saying to me, the son was screaming so loud, leave me alone and looked at me and, and then started swatting me. And she said, we need a miracle. Will we come tonight because we're believing for a miracle? And, and I don't remember what, I don't remember what I pray, but the mama said, you reached over and you touched my son. I don't know what I prayed. She said, you prayed a short prayer. I may, I may pray, Lord, heal him now. Lord, touch him now. I don't know. Lord, change him. I don't know. But she said, you prayed a short prayer, a very short prayer. She said, but as soon as you pray, immediately, he calmed down. He calmed down. Got so peaceful, so quiet, serene. Well, guess what? A few days later, they get another note from the school. But this time, the teacher says something different. She said, I do not know I do not know what has happened to your son, but he is now the kindest, the sweetest, the most gentle, the most attentive student I got. But last June, guess what happened? He graduated from high school valedictorian. <laughs> oh, let me tell you something. Oh, because the mom and the daddy said, we're going to that wall because Jesus is in the house. Come on, shout amen. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, praise him. Would you stand with me, please? Everybody right now, raise your hands up high. And begin to praise Him. Hallelujah. Begin to praise Him. Hallelujah. Oh, glory, 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 glory. Raise your hands and begin to praise Him. Raise your hands and magnify the Lord is in this place. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, begin to play in the key of H. That's for he is in the house. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Raise your hands. He is here. He is here. Hallelujah. He is here. Oh, the purse of the Lord is here. The presence of the Lord is here. And the power of the Lord is here. He's here. His presence is here. And in His presence is fullness of joy, fullness of deliverance, fullness of peace, fullness of healing power. Look at me, church. I know that many of you would say, but what about me? I shared a few things here. I could have shared a lot more. He said, but what about me? He's not forgetting about your brother. He knows your down sittings and your uprisings. Get ready. 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 God said, I've laid it out before you. Right now you're standing at a pivotal point in your life. You're standing at the crossroads of your life, saith God. And you were saying, my Lord, what do I do? What do I do? You said, what do I do? You're questioning God. Lord, I need an answer. I need direction. I need clarity for what to do. God said, I'm a rat ready to show you by my spirit. I'm going to speak to you. And when I speak, it's going to be so clear. You're going to know. You won't question, but you will know which way to go, what to do. So get ready. Get ready. Get ready. It's on the way. Hallelujah. Oh, 
God. Come on, somebody shout amen. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Mm. What can God do? Shake it off, shake it off, shake it off. He can do this, but not that. He can do this, but not that. Who told you that? Not God. God, all things are possible. God, all things are possible. Apostle Guillermo Maldonado, pastor, probably the strongest, the largest Hispanic church in our country. Jesus is King Church in Miami, Florida. Sometime back, a mom and dad came to the altars. The mom needed healing, but once he came down, the mom and the dad, their son, the teenage son, was with them. The mom came down for healing. But they came down. He said, Mama, you're going to be all right. I'm not going to pray for you. You'll be all right. But I'll pray for your son. Because the son had Dow syndrome. When you look at a young man, young girl with Dow syndrome, you look at them just by their appearance, the facial structure, the facial features. You know they are. He said, but I'm going to pray for him right now. God's going to touch him. Apostle Maldonado laid his hands upon that boy. He said, Father, heal him within and without. And within a short time, I don't know the time frame, could have been weeks or maybe a few months. But in a short time, God had touched the mind of that young boy. Everything he had ever saw and heard, God did a mighty work of recreation in the brain. Not only that, but a matter of just weeks, a month, the facial features of that young boy begin to move and turn and recreate to look at you would never know that he had Dow syndrome come shout him man and he said this he said God spoke to me as God as I touched that young man he said God's about red touch people all across this country yes that young boy with autism in Indiana that young boy in Miami Florida with Dow syndrome I believe God's about to do some things that's going to shake up this world. Come on now. Amen. And guess what you're about ready to see here at Word of Life Family Center. You're about ready to see some things come. You know what's going to happen? You're going to see some things take place, some things transpire. And people are start coming in from the north, the south, the east. Why? Because it was in Mark chapter 2 because Jesus was the house. That's people right. start coming in from all around because they're going to say, hey, Jesus is in that house. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to pray for you right now, though. Some of you need a miracle in your body. Some of you need a miracle in your home, your family, marriage, your ministry, your business. Some of you need a miracle emotionally. Maybe you're bound by fear, worry, depression, anxiety. Can I say it again? He's in the house. He's in the house. And Luke's gospel, the same story. Luke's gospel, Luke said, Jesus was there, verse 17, Luke 5, and the power of the Lord was present to heal. Yes, hallelujah. Guess what? He's, he's here and His power is here to touch you at your point of need. So look at me one more time. If you're here today, you would say, I need a... I need the Lord to touch me, my home, your family, my marriage, my body, emotions. If you need the Lord to move you in some area of your life, you need the power of God to begin to move for you. Raise your hands up high. Come on, put them up high. Put them up high. 
If you mean it, put them up higher. Put them up higher. Everybody with your hands raised. Everybody with your hands raised. I want you to get out of your seats and come and stand around this altar right now. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Join us. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on down. Come on. Don't you dare stand back. Come on. Join us. Join us. Come on. Come on. Join us. Make a call. Make a call. Come on down. Come on. Come on. Come on down. Come on. I'm about to young people. Come on down. Oh, I need you to come. Join us. Come on, come on. Oh, come on. Hallelujah. Oh, lead us out one time, Jake. Come on. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, I'll raise a hallelujah. Oh, say it. Come on, Jake. In the presence of my enemy. Yeah, Lord. I'll raise a Get up at three, but it does come early. But I woke up about five this morning. And I said, I knew what God gave me to put the word. He's in the house. He's in the house. He said, Son, but the clothes you're praying like this around the altar. He said, I want you to tell the people this. I said, What's that, Lord? I wrote it down. He said, I want you to tell the people that if they'll begin to shout, I'm going to work it out. Hallelujah. If they'll begin to shout, I'm going to work it out. I don't know what all God needs to work out for you, but I'm going to count to three in just a moment. And I want to say this, He is here. 
He is here, honey. He's here for you, brother. I know there's a little bit of resistance there in your heart about pressing into God. But let me tell you something. I don't know you, but I know my God. My God said to tell you this, He loves you so much. If you'll just completely turn it over to Him, if you'll just give your all all to Him, He said He'll bless your life beyond anything you ever have imagined. If you'll put Him first. If you'll put Him first. We're going to pray for some of you that need an answer, that need a miracle. I don't know why, but I feel like the Lord to say this to some of the young people here. He said, what about my life? What about my future? I was in Atlanta, Georgia. I love Georgia. Thank God for Georgia. You may not know this, but I come from a mixed marriage. I do. My dad is from Alabama. My mom is from Georgia. <laughs> but I was in Atlanta sometime back, and this one girl there, we are going on a mission trip, and God spoke her name is Tiffany. And Tiffany wanted to go to college, but she couldn't go because the grade point average was the pits. Freshman, sophomore, junior, half the senior year, she partied. She goofed off. She got drunk and got high. And grade point average was on the bottom of the bottom. But halfway through the senior year, guess what? She got saved. And her grades started going up. But still, her grade point average was on the bottom of the bottom. She wanted to go to college. She got straightened out. She couldn't afford to go to college. She couldn't get any scholarships because of grade point average. Her mom and dad couldn't afford to send her. And I said, God's going to move for you mightily. I said, if you need a miracle, get ready. God's going to work a miracle for you. And God spoke to her. She, she gave an offering that day. It's immature what she gave, but she gave what God gave her to give. And at the end of that service, a man came over to her and said, Tiffany, he always sit on one side, she on the other. They never, the twain never would ever meet. But he walked over there. He said, let me ask you a question. What's that? I don't know if this may seem strange, but God told me to ask you, are you planning to go to college? I like to, but I don't have the financial resources to go. He said, well, that's good. She said, how could that be good? Well, not, not, not that, but it's good what God told me because God told me to send you to college. God said to pay for your tuition and your books. You'll need a place to stay, groceries to eat, utilities. If you go for four years, I'll cover it. If you go beyond that, get your master's, I'll cover it. Beyond that, get your doctorate, I'll cover it. The man is a gazillionaire. She just finished up her second semester at University of Georgia. Come on, shout amen. Let me tell you something, young people. Somebody said, what about me? Young people, get ready. God's going to provide for you supernaturally if you'll put him first. But God said this morning, what he woke me up, he said, tell this, if you'll shout, he's going to work it out. I'm going to count to three. When I say three, I want you to lift your hands up. Oh, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Woo! Honey, you better get ready. I hear the word saying, oh, family members, family members. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know who you are. But God said, it's going to be very soon. Your family members are turn around. They're going to get right and come to the Lord. Hallelujah. Whoa, 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 yeah. But when I say three, I'm going to count to three. When I say three, I don't want you to let out of just a, a shallow, low-key hallelujah. 
or a holy grunt, but I say three, I want you to lift your voice up and I want you to begin to shout out the best shout of praise you've ever given to God. When I say three, I want you to, what other, you may shout hallelujah, you may shout hosanna, you may shout glory to God, you may say blessed be the most high God, you may say praise him, praise him, I don't, you, you, uh, you may shout hot dog Jesus, I don't know, but when I say three, I want you to, the, uh, the Lord said, if you shout, he is going to what? Work it out. And you're ready? Are you on the count three? I want you to shout out the biggest shout of praise you've ever given. Come on, get ready. Get ready. One. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Two. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. above every name the mighty holy covenant name of Jesus I call upon you now to minister healing to every man every woman every boy and girl that is here Father whatever the sickness the disease the pain the infirmity the malady the malfunction may be Father let your healing virtue flow touch them Lord make them everywhere whole from the top of the head to the soles to the tip of the toes. You're a healing covenant God. And we are the healed of the Lord. And we're not going to accept no because your word says the promises of God are yea or yes. Yes and amen. And we're not going to accept no. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Is there somebody here right now, personally, and you will say, I'm facing a very incurable situation in my body. I'm facing a situation. If, if that's you, raise your hand up high. That's you, brother. That's you. Come here right now. Come here, brother. Well, guess what? What you need, brother? What do you need, brother? What do you need from the Lord? Healing. In what area, brother? What area? 
He said, well, you're the one. You're the one. You're the one. A friend of mine, I, she, Miss Dodie Osteen, I was sorry sometime back, she gave me in. He's a t- what does he need? What? He's pounding his eye and it's shriveling. Don't worry, honey. God said, I am the Lord that healeth thee. But for you, brother, look at me. For the liver, I saw Miss Dodie Osteen sometime back and she gave me a prayer cloth. I gave it to my neighbor who had cancer of the liver. October the rain of this. The cancer's gone down and down to my size right now with a small grape. I called her back. She sent me some more prayer cloths. My husband's calling me. Can I answer? You can, darling. But this is for you, brother. Because Dodie was healed of liver cancer. We're going to pray. Let me pray for him right now. Can I pray for him? Brother, I'm going to pray for you right now. Father God, in the name of Jesus. This is the Holy Ghost. Father God, in the name of Jesus. I command this body to begin to line up and function right now to the perfect will of God concerning divine healing and health. I speak to that eye right now and I command that eye to begin to function properly. I command every work of hell that is brought against this eye right now to go. Brother, in the name of Jesus, you are the heel of the Lord. You are the heel of the Lord. Love us, Brother, receive your healing right now in Jesus' name. Raise your hands and your voice right now. If you can hear me good and say, Lord, I thank you that I am the heel of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh. And brother, that's a hope. That's God. But Miss Dodio Sting gave me that she was healed supernaturally of liver cancer. I gave it out, and I gave up. I brought had one with me right now. I got several home. She said, especially those with cancer, I give it out. That's for you, brother. God, God healed her, her liver. God's gonna heal your liver. In Jesus' name, come on, give the Lord a shout of prayer. Whoa, hallelujah. Come here, honey. Come here. Come here. Raise your hands to heaven. Get ready that it was a liar. That it was a liar. Hell says you're going down, down, down. Hell says you're not going to win. Hell says it's over for you. Hell says once you forget it. Hell is sending. I mean, he's been pressing against your mind right now. He's been coming against your mind so much in the past few months. He's been tormenting your mind so much. But guess what? You are not a loser. You are a winner. Oh, you're a victor. You're a conqueror. You're a champion. You're a winner. Touch this little one. They diagnose her with red syndrome. It's a really rare mental disease. Oh, but God's going to touch this little one. Yes, amen. Hello, sweetheart. Stretch your hands over her right now. Father God, I come against this disease right now. You foul demonic spirit that's attacked this precious body. I command you to go. I command you to go to loose your hold on her right now. Every symptom must go. Every symptom, she is the healed of the Lord. She's under the covering of my brother who belongs to you, the redeemed of the Lord. And Father God, right now, I speak to this body. I speak to this mind to begin to align it and to function. Father, it should be a quickening healing process now 
In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Oh, can somebody shout amen? Just kind of stay where you are for a moment. Stay. Guess what? He's in the house. Come on, say that. He's in the house. I never have. I've been traveling now for 46 and a half years. I started traveling when I was four years old. This kid. But I never have and I never will close the service without asking you the question. But where do you stand with God? Where do you stand with God? I want you to hear me for the next two minutes. This is the most important two minutes of this service. Where do you stand with God? Look at me, look at me. Sometime back, I was in the Smoky Mountains of North Carolina. Ministering in a church there, and I was sitting out in front of the motel in a rocking chair, just rocking away. There were two chairs. I was in one. There was an empty rocking chair there. A man comes and sits down beside me. I wanted to be kind and courteous and cordial and polite. I just said, how's it going? He responded to me, well, so far, so good. And then I felt the Holy Ghost rising up. I said, so far, so good? He said, yeah. I said, well, sir, let me ask you a question. What will you do when you hit the bottom? He said, do what? I said, you're saying so far, so good. Maybe you've got a good home life, good job, good benefits, good health. But what will you do when you hit the bottom? He said, what are you talking about? I said, there was a man that fell from the top of the Empire State Building. He was falling to the ground, halfway down to the ground. Somebody shouted at him from an open window and said, How's it going? He shouted back, Well, so far so good. I said, But let me ask you a question. What happened to that man when he hit the bottom? He said, What do you mean? I said, He went to heaven or he went to hell? I said, Sir, what about you? He said, I don't know. I said, it takes approximately 12 seconds to fall from the top of the Empire State Building to the ground. I said, your life could be over in 12 seconds. Somebody could run a red light, a stray bullet, meant for somebody that's going to come your way. Things could happen, a physical attack. Your life could be over in 12 seconds. But right now you're saying, so far so good. But what would happen if your life would be over in 12 seconds? Would you go to heaven? Or you go to hell? He said, I don't want to go to hell. Well, guess what? He got born again. What about you, church? Look at me. I got a good home life, a good marriage, a good job, good benefits, etc., etc. Everything's fine. Everything's good and smooth. Everything's hunky-dory. But what would you do when you hit the bottom? Life could be over like that. Life could end so abruptly like that. Are you ready to meet the Lord? If your life was over right now, do you know that you know that you know? Do you know without a shadow of a doubt that if you died right now, you're ready to meet the Almighty? Heads are bowed and eyes are closed for just a moment. Nobody looks around, nobody moving, nobody stirring for just a moment. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're here today and you've never been saved, you've never been born again, you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, you never said, Jesus, I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. I don't want to die and go to hell. 
Or maybe you're away from the Lord. Maybe you've grown cold when you walk with the Lord. But you said, I need to make a fresh start. If you're not where you should be with the Lord, you slipped away, you're on a fresh start. You said, I don't die and go to hell. If that's you right now, would you raise the hand up high and put it back down? Put it up high, put it back down. Put it up, put it up. God bless you, brother, paying for you doing the service. Is there, is there another? Is there another? Is there another? Is there another? Brother, would you come here right now? Would you just join me right now? Pastor Randy, just come and stand beside us, would you would? What's your first name? Marcus. Marcus, I like that. I want you to pray this after me, Marcus. Would you say, Heavenly Father? Just say it loud. Heavenly Father, I ask you right now. In fact, everybody pray this. Say, Heavenly Father, I ask you right now to get a hold of my life and don't let go. I need you in my life. Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God. You gave your life for me that I could be saved. You died for me, but you rose from the dead for me. I believe that with all my heart. And ask you right now to come in my life. Be the Lord of my life. Take over my life. Every part of my life from this time forth. And with your help, I will live for you. I will serve you all my days. Thank you, Lord, for taking over today. Amen. 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 Do you believe you heard you, Marcus? Do you believe that? God bless you, brother. Let me say this. What do you do now? You read the Bible every day. You want to have one? I'll buy you one. Got one? You pray every day. You pray every day. And every time these church doors open, come by. Because I said, because Jesus is in the house. God bless your brother Marcus. Amen. Give him a hand. Come on, Shemba. God bless you. You may be seated for a moment. You may be seated. Except for Brother Randy. Come up here, Brother Randy. I want to say thank you for allowing me to come today. Yes, amen. If you never, if you forget everything else, let me just say this. Never forget that He loves you. You can never escape from the love of God. The grace of God. And I want to say thank you. I've had a pleasure being here today. I've been blessed by being here. And I promise you this. As I go my way, and the Lord quickens word of life to me, I'll pray. And I'll pray for these guys all the time. But I'll pray for you. And as I go, I'm going to go back to Haiti. Get ready to go back to India. And so why am I going? I'm not going on a vacation. But I'm going there because souls in the balances. And I say thank you. Thank you, Brother Randy. God bless you, Brother. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Well, this is what we came for, wasn't it? Yes. God's good. Amen. You know, when, when he, I know, you know, I tried to find an energetic preacher this morning. And uh, he's full of the life of God. And let me tell you something. This man's got a testimony that will blow your mind. I'm telling that what he's been through and stuff, you, you, you look at Danny, you would not believe his. How many times were you in prison? Twice in the state penitentiary. Arrested 45 times. This guy, you wouldn't believe it because he looks so nice and kind. And, uh, huh? 
What do you say? Oh, he looks so kind of, didn't even remember what I said. <laughs> but I tell you, I've heard his testimony. He's given his testimony here before, and I'm telling it, you like, oh, my God. Praise God. But look what God can do. Amen. But listen to me. If When you shouted, remember when they walked around the walls of Jericho? Did you know the walls would have never dropped if it hadn't been for a shout? Even though God's word told him, if you'll shout, the walls will fall. But if they would have held their shout, the walls would have never, the walls would have stood their ground. But I'm telling you, when he said that about shouting, I'm telling you, I shouted as loud as I could. And I'm telling you what, I believe some, you know, I could, I could see walls crumbling. Yeah. Amen. I could see walls falling. And I'm telling you, we, we believe that. Amen. Isn't God good? Did, give him another hand. Praise God. We thank God for Brother Danny. Hallelujah. Praise God. What a great blessing you were, Brother Danny. We appreciate you so very much. And, and, uh, thank you for coming. Amen. Well, stand to your feet. Glad you came this morning. I just pray that you realize that God's in the house. And not only is he in this house, you can take him to your house. Amen. God is in your house. Now, may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. And may the Lord make his face shine upon you. And may the Lord be gracious unto you and give you peace. May you walk in the joy of your salvation. May every sickness and disease be conquered and destroyed in your body. And may you recognize that your enemies have already been defeated before you. And that God has already prepared the way that you consider impossible. For nothing is impossible to the God that you serve. Your tomorrows are going to be your best days because God's your father. And no good thing will he withhold from those that diligently seek him. And let's declare this together. Father, we ask that you give unto your servants, that with all boldness we may speak your word, by stretching out your hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. As we leave this house today, we leave covered by the blood, empowered by the word, anointed by the Holy Ghost, and encamped about by angels. God bless you. Have your best week ever.